Why don't we stand together right now? We're going to invite Brother McGovern to come uh, share his heart with us and speak to us today. And he has blessed our church many times in this pulpit, uh, ministering the word of the Lord. And uh, he is uh, probably among young speakers, the most sought-after speaker in the United Pentecostal Church to preach to young people. God has gifted him, and he has something to say. And uh, I, I'm very, very grateful for him being so close. I wonder if we can receive the man of God today, Brother David McGovern. God bless you, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. It's so good to be in the house of God this morning. Are you thankful for what God is doing in our city? Are you thankful for what God is doing in our land? I know it's crazy. I know it's hard to survive here, but God's doing a work here. We get to be part of it. Come on, we get to be on the ground level of it. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about revival in L.A. I'm excited about reaching the 18, 19 million souls that are in this metro. There's no other place like this place. And if you'll stick with it and you'll live by faith, you get to be a part of this. I love doing the work of God where we do the work of God. I'm very, very blessed, counted a high honor to be a part of the work of God here in L.A. And I love and appreciate your, your pastor and his, and his wife and their kids. And this church, more than I could ever say, more than I could ever say, they have been the closest friends to us over the last couple of years. Uh, we are just so incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. Um, and uh, he's a, a leader, a mentor in my life, and, and a friend, and one of my favorite preachers. And he's been there for us every step of the way. Remember when we first moved here, I got to thinking about it. When we first moved here to plant in Glendale, you all were still Rosemead. I remember because, uh, I believe, yeah, I remember because one of, we, we moved several months before we officially launched and we started doing some legwork, but uh, I remember because I, I preached for you in, in Rosemead and then got to see the progression from there to the YMCA building down the street and saw the incredible growth that God sent your way there and then now you're here in this beautiful space, and I don't know if you noticed, but it's full, and we're going to need another miracle. We're going to need a bigger boat, <laughs> and uh, I've been able to to watch what God has, has done here in Monrovia and Pasadena, and it has been such a inspiration to my wife and I to see young, passionate, talented, gifted leaders in our fellowship that have not compromised on the message and have not compromised uh, is this alright have not compromised on living holy and God is blessing and pouring out revival they're an inspiration to us and I know that you know how blessed you are but my wife and I are so very very blessed with the Browns in our lives I, I know that time is of the essence here today, and um, I just want to preach for the next few minutes. Is that all right? Second Kings chapter 10, verse number 15. Thank you so much for this 
special service this morning for um, honoring us, but really for spoiling our kids. That means the world to us. We love you guys. Thank you. We launched out September 2012, moved up to Glendale from San Diego. Um, Life was good. God is good. I got to looking at our books that year. It was was the best financial year of our life. Things were good. And then God said, I want you to go back to L.A. and I want you to plant a church. So we signed a lease on a house and we moved in. And uh, we, we just started trying to connect with people and teach Bible studies. And our first gathering we had in our living room was my wife and myself and our three girls. And my wife and myself and our three girls. <laughs> and that was it. And uh, thankfully, God since then has done a great work, done a quick work. And has sent us incredible, incredible people. We've got a great team and some of them are here today. Um, love them so, so very, very much. And we are very blessed. A few weeks ago at our kids' revival, we had over 80 in service. And so very thankful for that. Um, I'm not going to tell you what we had this morning because I don't want to talk about it. Praise God. But uh, we're thankful. We're thankful for everything that God has done. Amen. I could tell stories all day, but I do, I do feel a word today on this missions-focused Sunday for this church. In 2 Kings, Jehu is anointed king by the prophet Elijah, and he begins to carry out the work of God in the destruction of Jezebel and Ahab and the prophets and the priest of Baal. He was on a God-sent mission to stamp out their influence and to bring in a new era uh, of worship to the one true living God. He's on a mission. That was his mission. And on this mission, he comes across a Rechabite named Jehonadab, and this is their dialogue. 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 15. And when Jehu was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab, son of Rechab, coming to meet him, and he saluted him. And he said to him, Is thine heart right as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him in the chariot. Verse 16. And he came, and he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. The king looked at Jehonadab, this Rechabite, was not even a Jew, and said, Is your heart with my heart? Because if it is, we got a mission to do. Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I want to preach for the next few moments. I don't plan on being long. Is your heart with the king? Is your heart with the king? Let's pray together. Father, we pray that you would speak to us. We want to hear from you. Anoint our ears to hear. Challenge us. God, I want to pray for this church right now. That we would not just be hearers, but doers also. God, that you would not let us quickly forget what we hear in your house, but remind us in the busyness and the weariness of our lives until what we hear becomes what we do. In Jesus' name, and Life Church said, Amen. Is your heart 
with the king. You can be seated. This is a missions-focused service, so I would be remiss not to relay to you the story of my pastor who I grew up under. You may have never heard of him. Those of you, perhaps, have been around the churches in our area for a few decades may remember him or at least have a recollection of his name. His name was Kenneth Fields. He was a church planter. I try to retell his story often, for it is unlikely that you would have ever seen Kenneth Fields preaching at a general conference or because of the times. It's unlikely that you would find any of his sermons on YouTube or his books in a bookstore, but you can be exposed to the ministry of Kenneth Fields by the preacher's across our fellowship, and you can be exposed to his story by the church planters he planted, the churches he planted, and the church planters that he cultivated. Orrin Lyons said one's life will go on as long as there's someone to tell the stories and as long as there's someone to listen to the stories. So I try to tell the story of a great man whenever I can. Kenneth Fields was an 18-year-old soldier fighting in the Korean War when he was given a Bible study and he was baptized in the China Sea by a great hero of the faith named Brother Arliss Glass. Brother Kenneth Fields came back to the States shortly after, and he began answering the call of God that was on his life. He began working in ministry under Elder Green and Bishop C.P. Kilgore in Texas. He planted his first church in his early 20s. He planted his first, there's a different generation. He planted his first church in his early 20s. He would plant a number of churches in his lifetime. Indeed, he was a pioneer of the United Pentecostal Church on the West Coast. He planted his last church in the city of Oxnard, not far from here, where he won hundreds of people to God in his remaining days on earth in the city of Oxnard. One of the souls that he won was a lady by the name of Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe used to pick up kids in the neighborhood and bring them to church and One of the kids that Bobby Joe picked up was a young man, young boy, named Jay. She brought Jay to church. Soon after, Jay's mother, Gail, came to that church plant in Oxnard, and she got the Holy Ghost. Gail called her sister Lynn. Lynn was living in North Hollywood. Lynn was at the end of her rope. Lynn was wondering if life was really worth living. Lynn came to that church plant in Oxnard and got the Holy Ghost. And Lynn brought her kids to church. Lynn McGovern, my mother, raised me in the house of God. And I'm preaching here today, this morning at Life Church, sharing a little bit of our story because of a young man all those years ago fighting a war in Korea. And the king offered him an invitation. Is your heart with my heart. And if it is, we've got a mission. And Kenneth Fields put his heart with the king's heart, and he never, ever, not ever once looked back. And he taught me to put my heart with the king's heart, and how the king's heart beats my heart wants to beat. And wherever the king goes, I want to go. I want my heart to be with the king's heart. Brother Fields passed away 15 years ago, and on his deathbed, with his dying breaths, he was sharing the plan of salvation to his nurses and his doctors. His heart was with the king's heart. 
And he was buried in Oxnard in the community that he loved, not far from the church that he planted, the church that he saved my family. And his heart was with the king's heart. When I was a kid, I heard one of my favorite preachers, Brother Ken Gurley, preach the story of Sam Sasser. Sam Sasser was a beloved Pentecostal missionary to the Marshall Islands. He traveled to each of the 29 atolls that make up the Marshall Island chain, the same islands upon which he had himself fought in the Second World War. At his funeral, the following prayer was made in Sam Sasser's behalf. He said, now, they prayed, now that I've gone to God, I ask that you remember these things. Bury my body, but not my love. Bury my eyes, but not my vision. Bury my feet, but not the path of my life. Bury my hands, but do not bury my efforts. Bury my shoulders, but not the concern I carried. Bury my voice, but not my message. Bury my mind, not my dreams. Bury me, but don't bury my life. If you must bury something, bury my sins and my weaknesses, but let my love for each of you continue on in Jesus. Amen. After the funeral, his children boarded a plane bound for the Marshall Islands, and once there, they fulfilled Sam Sasser's final request. Bury my body in the United States if you must, but bury my heart in the Marshall Islands. And they buried his heart in the Marshall Islands. His heart was with the king's heart. A young man named David Livingstone listened attentively as a missionary named Robert Maffitt said, I've seen the campfires of a thousand African villages who have never heard the name of Christ. A fire started burning in Livingstone's heart where he would travel to Africa, where he would transverse 29,000 miles between village to village preaching Christ. His mother died. He faced great opposition while in Africa, uh, but he was on a mission from the king. His mother died while he was there. He, he could do nothing about it except for weep. Uh, his wife died while, while on the mission field. He buried her body underneath an African tree. A newborn son died, and he, he, he buried the son in Africa. A full-grown son died in the Civil War battlefield, but Livingstone never gave up. He died in Africa, and, and England grieved at the news of his death, Florence Nightingale said, the greatest man alive is gone. You can stand even now at his tomb in, in, in Westminster Abbey where the mission of his life is engraved for all to read, to evangelize, to explore, to emancipate. His body is buried in London, but somewhere, somewhere near the base of Victoria Falls in Egypt. His last request was honored. His heart was buried in the nation that he loved. His heart is with the king's heart. These great men, Kenneth Fields and Sam Sasser and David Livingstone, they each had a love for the Brown, for the people of their mission field. Their, their lives were like the Old Testament drink offerings poured out upon the lives of others. Each man had his heart buried in the place where he poured out his heart and his affections. Their hearts were with the King's heart. I wonder this morning, Life Church, this Mission Sunday, and perhaps the most self 
self-centered of generations. And, and indeed, next door to perhaps the more self-absorbed city in our culture with the hills of Hollywood and, and the tinsel-tinted facade of this whole town are our hearts with the king today. I, I don't come this morning to preach the most eloquent of messages or, or the most creative oratory. It's intentional for me this morning just to communicate to you the most simple message that Jesus ever preached in Matthew chapter 6 for where your treasure is there will your heart be also is your heart with the king's heart for where your treasure is there will your heart be it's pinned in red straight from the king of kings it's as familiar of a verse of any in the bible on a hillside overlooking the sea of Galilee the crowd listened and the voice that spoke the worlds into existence spoke to every heart in attendance and in his most beautiful simplicity Jesus tells his listeners how to have the heartbeat of God. He tells his hearers how to keep their heart with the king's heart. This is the heartbeat of his sermon on the mount. And it's as beautiful, and it's as relevant, and it's as powerful, and it's as convincing today as it was all those centuries ago. Matthew 6, 19 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. He deals with this plainly because some have set their hearts today on monetary treasures. Uh, like, like Achan, uh, a yearning for gold. A- Achan was, was in sight of a 400 dream, 400 year dream come true, but he longed for the momentary, so he let go of the eternal. His heart was not with the king's heart. Like Gehazi, some seek status. Gehazi was Elisha's servant as Elisha had served Elijah, so had Gehazi served Elisha. Elisha received a double portion of Elijah's spirit. What more could have Gehazi received? But we'll never know because Gehazi chose prosperity over passion. He chose the momentary over the mission. He chose the carnal over the kingdom. His heart was not with the king's heart. Diatrophy. Some speak, seek power and position. John warns us of such men in, thir- in, in, in the third letter of John. It's like the funeral director who oversaw the burial of Howard Hughes said, death is a leveling experience. There's no power or position in the graveyard. Is your heart with the king? When the Italian city of Pompeii was excavated, the fossilized remains of a woman were found. Her posture told the story. Her feet pointed toward the city gate, but her twisted torso and outstretched arms were reaching for something beyond her fingertips. The researchers dug more, and they discovered what she reached after. It was a bag of pearls. Her feet pointed in the right direction. But even as disaster was upon her, her heart reached back for her treasure. Because where your treasure is, there your heart is. Is your heart with the king's heart this morning? There are no more somber, no more echoing, no more haunting words in all the Bible than these words. Remember Lot's wife. On that fateful day of escape, her feet were pointed towards salvation, but her heart was bent on destruction. It it makes you wonder, what did she leave behind in Sodom? 
She had her husband with her. She had her kids with her. What more could a wife and a mother desire? Her family was safe, yet there was something in her heart that lured her gaze back to hell. Some uh, indecent obsession called for her. Some novelty, some trinket, some treasure had so captivated her heart. And though her feet pointed to salvation, her heart crooked backwards within in this gut-wrenching warning to remember Lot's wife. Is your heart with the king's heart this morning? But such of some of us, our families are safe in the kingdom of God. Our lives are full in the house of God. Everything we need is here. But some of us, our hearts are not here. Every one of us, all of our feet this morning are pointed toward a place of worship. They're pointed toward a place of sacrifice, this altar. They're pointed toward a place of mission. They're po- all of our feet this morning are pointed in the right direction. But even in this room, there may be some of you, your hearts are bent toward the things of the world. Is your heart with the king's heart today? Jesus uses Lot's wife to remind us to, that, that if we cling to the things of this world, we're going to lose them. It's only when we lose our life, then we will find them. Some set our hearts on momentary treasures, but we set our hearts on eternal treasures. So the king beckons us this morning. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. Put your heart with the king this morning. Put your heart with the king this morning, Life Church. It's the only thing in the end that's going to matter. The future for our, only, for our earthly treasures is only moths. and It's only rust and it's only thieves. But our heavenly treasures, they are eternal. How true that old song. Only one life and so soon it will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Is your heart with the king today? Because where your treasure is, there your heart is. And there's nothing that this world can offer you that's worth losing your heart over. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. Scripture tells us what heavenly treasures look like. Our prayers ascend into the heavens. Our tears are stored and bottles are sacrificed like those of Cornelius reach into the heavens. Our actions one day will receive that heavenly blessing. Well done. Our witnessing shines like stars in the heavens. Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. We will bury our treasures somewhere in this life. We will lose ourselves in something, be it earthly or be it heavenly, be it temporal or be it eternal or our treasure, thus our heart will be will be wholly invested into something in our lives. Why not make this investment a sure investment today? And put your heart with the king's heart. Two brothers were busy playing on the sandy shores of a raging river. 
Their enjoyment blinded them to the already late hour and the dangers of the shifting sand. When they didn't return home that evening, a search party was formed. Early in the morning hours, the younger brother was found alive with only his head and his shoulders protruding from the sand. When the rescue party cleared the sand to the boy's waist, he awakened. The searchers asked, where is your brother? The boy replied, I'm standing on his shoulders. With the sacrifice of his own life, the elder brother had lifted him to safety. He buried his heart in the salvation of the one that he loved. His heart was with the king's heart. I want our musicians to come. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there will your hearts be also. Our hearts will follow our treasures. The word treasure, it implies that there is an investment. Indeed, Matthew 13, Jesus said, teaching again the very parable of treasures that begins with this admonition again. Again. Meaning you've heard this before. That's all I'm doing today. Again, where your treasure is. You've heard this before. This is nothing new. He says, but again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. The which when a man hath found, he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth everything he had just to buy the field. Again. It's nothing new. You've heard this before, Jesus is saying. But again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant sinking godly, goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of a great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Your treasure is an investment. It's not gain without the expenditures of your resources and of your time and of your preoccupations. You invest in what your treasure is. And here you spend your time. That's where your treasure will be. Where you pour out your emotions and your energies. That's where your heart will be found. Where your passion is, your heart will find its resting place. Please notice that Jesus did not say our treasures follow our heart. We give ourselves to causes sometimes without feeling a particular love for it, but we, the more we invest ourselves in it, the more our hearts are drawn to it. You see, Brother McGovern, I, I don't feel a heart for missions. I, I, I don't feel a heart for ministry. I, I, I just want to come to church and I just want to be blessed. There's good preaching and there's good music and there's good singing, but... I'm here to tell you today that the more you invest in it, the more it becomes your heart. The more you invest in the kingdom, the more your heart is with the king. Is your heart with the king this morning? See, you got to spend time doing things that please God and, and your heart will eventually be found there. You say, you say, Brother McGovern, I just, I just, I just want to come to church and on Sundays and call myself a Christian. But I, I'm here to preach to you today that the king wants your heart. And you don't get to take the king's hand without first giving the king your heart. The king said, Johanna Dow, is your heart 
well with mine? Is your heart with my heart? Jonadab said, absolutely, Jehu. My heart's with your heart. Jehu said, we've got a mission to do. And he invited them up onto the chariot. And they, together, they rode and they carried out the mission that God had called Jehu to carry out. You, you never really get to put your hand in the king's hand until you first give him your heart. Is your heart with the king this morning? Is your heart with the king this morning? It's the most common adjective found in the Acts of the Apostles. It's found in the first verse. It's found in the last verse. It's found in each and every chapter in Acts over 200 times in the whole book. The Greek word for it is pause. The English word is all. Is all of your heart with all of his? Because apostolic revival, dare I take it a step further and challenge us specifically, apostolic revival in a place like Los Angeles is a result of giving all. Everything. Everything. It's a result of sacrificing all that you have to the kingdom of God. All of your heart with all of His. When a vessel is turned upside down, all of its contents are spilled. When Holy Ghost filled believers give their all, they turn worlds upside down. Is your heart with the King this morning? You remember the verse in Ecclesiastes 11.1 1, where Solomon commands us to cast our bread on the water and after many days we will find it. This could refer to a number of practices, but one practice of casting bread on the water involves an ancient harvest custom when the crop was good, bread would be baked and placed in a basket and it would be carried to the river as a thank offering the bread would be placed on the surface of the the river to float downstream and such a person who would cast his bread on the waters in such a way, if he ever found himself in need, he would return to the riverbank and look upstream perhaps this is a problem with giving of ourselves, we're so busy looking downstream We can't see how God is trying to bless us. Your answer is not downstream. It's upstream. We we keep looking downstream. God, what can you do for me? Life Church, what can you do for me? Pastor, what can you do for me? I'm here to tell you, church, the next step in your relationship with God is putting your heart with the King and saying, my blessing, I'm going to cast my bread on the water. My blessing is downward. My blessing is, uh, is upstream. It's upstream. Give and it shall be given to you. Preaching to somebody today who wants to get involved in God's business. Preaching to somebody today who wants to put your heart in something eternal. I tell you today that the treasures of this world will fade. 
the things of this world will pass so quickly. The planets and the stars and the earth, they shall pass away. But there is a remnant of eternal value. I remind you today that the kingdom of heaven is eternal. It is everlasting and you will never regret investing into the kingdom. Is your heart with the king this morning? You'll never regret investing in the kingdom. You'll never regret giving the missions. You'll never regret doing a work for God. You'll never regret planting your kids in the church you'll never regret getting involved in ministry you'll never regret you'll never regret winning a soul you'll never regret knocking on a door you'll never regret answering the call of God that is on your life today young people you'll never regret it you'll never regret it you'll never regret it is your heart with the king today God's calling you this morning is your heart with the king the death of Charlemagne in the ninth century. The Roman emperor was buried as he requested sitting upright on his throne, crown on his head, scepter in his hand, royal cape about his shoulders. He asked that an open Bible be placed in his lap. Nearly two centuries later, the emperor Othello unsealed Charlemagne's grave to see if his wishes had been carried out. They had. Only now the crown was tilted on the former emperor's skull. The scepter scepter was tarnished and lying on the floor. The royal cape was moth-eaten and in tatters because it's all going to pass away. We can't take any of this stuff with us. It's all going to pass away. And the king is calling. But there on Charlemagne's lap, still lay open one thing, the Bible. And it was open to the passage that Charlemagne had requested, Matthew 16, 26. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What is a man profited? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I ask you a question this morning, Life Church. Is your heart with the King? Where's your treasure today? Because that's where you'll find your heart. Is your heart with the king's heart? You say, yes. Okay. Does your calendar show it? Does your pocketbook show it? Does your daily event planner show it? Do your relationships show it? Is your heart with the king because wherever your treasure is there your heart is whatever you spend your time and your energies and your money and your resources are that's what your treasure is and that's where your heart is but this morning I've come with a simple message from the king he desires your heart he desires your heart and in this generation we've got a whole lot of Christians that want to give the king our hand but we don't want to give him our heart and God says before I get your hand I need your heart he's calling us this morning life church is your heart with the king today is your heart with the king today I don't know about you but I'm ready to reach this world I don't know about you but I'm ready 
the hour's too late. The years are too short. I'm ready to reach this world. This world needs a savior. This world needs Jesus. I'm reminded of it every time I turn the news on. We need a church that says our heart is with the king this morning. Whatever that means. Whatever that looks like. It doesn't matter to me. I can't even count the cost. I'm just going to... I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I want to open these altars. I know God's calling some of you. There's some young people in this place. God's been calling you. God's been calling you. And, you, and you're putting the things of this world before the call of God on your life. But God is here today to tell you, put your heart with the King. I know there's some mom and dads here today where you've been trying to figure everything out you've been wondering how it all makes sense if I invest and if I commit and if I give God my time and my talent and my treasure then how am I going to survive in this crazy place called Southern California God's saying come on give me your heart put your heart with my heart and then I'll take your hand and everything else is going to be all right you said, Brother McGovern, I'm nobody. I, 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 was, I was strung out on drugs for years. I, I, was, I was in gangs. You don't know my story. You don't, you, you don't know what I've been through. I, my heart can't, I can't be in that church. Let me tell you something. John and Dad was a recobite. He wasn't a Jew. He was a recobite. And the king said, is your heart with my heart? John and Dad said, yes. He said, come on in. You get to get, you get to, you get to ride in the chariot today you get to do a work for God it doesn't matter your background it doesn't, it doesn't matter Jew, Gentile it, it doesn't matter where you're from and what you've done amen if you will say this morning my heart is with the king's heart I'm telling you today you can do a work for God in this place you can do a work for God in this city it's your heart with the king this morning live church why don't we stand to our feet all across this place and let's put our hands together and lift our voices to Jesus right now. I feel the Holy Ghost drawing us, calling us a little bit deeper this morning. Is your heart with the King today? Is your heart with the King today? Come on, these altars are open, Mom and Dad. These altars are open, young people. Is your heart with the King? Is your heart with the King today? Come on, where are you going to bury it? Where are you going to put it? You can't keep any of it can't take any of it with you. God's looking for some God's looking for some people at Life Church that would say there's nothing in this world that matters to me enough to lose my heart over it. But I'm going to pour myself into the work of God. I want to pour myself into the ministry. I want to pour myself into the mission. Come on, don't get caught up in the moment. You'll miss the mission. And I don't know, but there's nothing scarier to me than missing the mission. There's nothing scarier to me than missing out on what God desires for me to do. My greatest fear is not losing every dollar that I owe. My my, my greatest fear, my my greatest fear are none of those things. My greatest fear is not losing a job or a house. My greatest fear is missing the mission. I can't miss the mission. I can't miss the mission. I've got a mission with the king, but I've got to put my heart with his heart. And I've got to put my hands in his hands. And I've got to say, let's do this.
calling you to take it a step further. And in this new year that's coming, God's calling you to give more than you've ever given before. God's calling you to serve more than you've ever served before. God's calling you to do more in the kingdom in these last days than you've ever done before. He's just asking for your heart this morning. He's not asking. He's he's just asking for your heart. He's asking you to say, God, all of me for all of you. Here's the thing, Sister Brown. You put the kingdom first. You get all of it anyways. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. All of these things will be added to you. God knows the desires of your heart. God knows the desires of my heart as a husband and a father. But God says, put the kingdom first and I'll take care of you. Give me your heart and I'll, care, and I'll take your hand. You can ride with me. I'll carry you through every storm. I'll carry you through every valley. I'll carry you in this chariot with the king. But you've got to give me your heart first. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I wonder if there's some young person, some mom or dad, some elder in this place today. You've been feeling the tug on your spirit to do more for the kingdom. But you've wondered how how this all looks and, and what you have to do and what you have to give. Just this morning, could you do this with me? Could you just... Could you just say to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, God, you've already promised me that you'll take care of everything. You already promised me that you'll provide. You've already promised me, God, that, that you, you'll keep my faith. So, so, God, my heart is with your heart. Can we just make that our simple prayer this morning, our simple declaration? My heart is with your heart today. Whatever you want me to do, God, that's what I want to do. We, need a, we, we, we have a world that needs a Savior. It's happening right in our backyard. We need a church to rise up in these last days. An apostolic church to rise up in these last days. That's all about the mission. We've got to plant more churches. We've got to reach more cities. We've got to teach more Bible studies. We've got to smart, start more small groups. We, we've got to have our heart with the King today. Now, like never before in our history, the call's going out to the church. Don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where where rest and moth doth corrupt and thieves do come in and break and steal. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Oh, God, you're calling us this morning. God, I recognize that today. I, I, I hear you calling. God, I feel you calling me. And I, and I, I recognize that today. God, I can't, I can't pass this by. I can't gloss this over. I, I know you're calling this morning, God, and I want to put my heart with your heart. Put my heart with your heart. Come on, all across this place, would you make that your prayer? God, my heart is with your heart. You are my King of kings and my Lord of lords. I don't want to miss the work, God, that you want me to do. I don't want to get so caught up in my job and my career and my, my stuff that I miss what you are trying to do 
heart is with the king today. Come on, let's pray together. Jesus said Jesus at the center of it all Jesus at the center of it all From beginning to it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus at the center of it
Oh, Jesus, be 